take no calls Feels like I don't have no flaws Snakes in the grass, cut those off Yo, it's quite shady, my bros rock No breaks, we go, 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 go Throw shade, that's a no, no, no Go high, go low, low, low Like spinning in a 644 Cash money like 504 Ball like AD24 No sleep, need more, more, more Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up You see the drippy, I'm fitted up Hop in my car and the giddy up Secure the bag, yeah, I get the box Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up See the drippy, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car and the giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Ooh, I'm a real one, my day one. Try speak up, can't say none. Try dig dirt, there ain't none. I make the money that save up. 10 to 80, my savings. Take the top on the base one. New car, fast lane, pace it. With the boo, y'all, that's a flex. Yes, sir, fellas, we are live tonight. It's Don't Fumble the Mic. I uh, appreciate everybody that's tuning in so far. Uh, but without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Hoodie and Mr. Sean. So what's going on, fellas? How everybody doing tonight? How everybody doing tonight? You know, I'm good. You know, another another productive week. You know, get to, get to be here on the show with the guys. Special guest here today. So pretty excited to get these questions knocked out. Honored to be here, man. Honored to be here. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So without further ado, we're going to get right into the show tonight. Appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. Again, like, comment, subscribe. We enjoy we enjoy fan interaction. So we welcome it. We appreciate it. But like I said, without further ado, we're going to get into it. We got a real special guest tonight. With yes, us. sir. Yes, sir. We got a former NFL professional running back. We got a Michigan standout and a Brooklyn legend himself, Mr. Ricky Powers. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's a nice intro, man. Yes, sir. Hey. Yes, sir. You worked hard on that. You worked hard on that. Yes, sir. no doubt. How are you feeling? Tonight? Man, I feel amazing, man. You know what? Hey, guys, it's late. Nine o'clock. Hey, got me out here. Nine o'clock, man. Uh, I don't know what ten o'clock look like at night anymore. I got to get out a little bit. I got to get out the house a little bit, man. So that's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to keep you on your feet. No keep doubt. You on your feet, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, like we said, former NFL running back, former standout at Michigan. Legend. Tell us what when did you fall in love with the game? Yeah. Man, a long time ago, man. We, you know, we grew up, I don't know if they do this anymore, man. We grew up playing street football. Mm-hmm. You know, and on the side strips where the grass was, that's where we played tackle. So everything else was grab. We played tackle on the side strips. Mm-hmm. We got so into it that we would play other streets. I grew up on Valdez in West Side of Akron. So we would go play Sewer, we'll play Frederick. We play. Uh, if you're familiar with the West Side, you know all those streets. Absolutely. And we'll go over the bridge and play Stoner too. So uh, we had a lot of great games over at Erie Island. Man, those two side fields where all the grass is. Absolutely. We would play football there, man. And then we we were so into football, man. We played with the electric football, man. Y'all, y'all know what the electric board? You put the little football man in it, turn on and shake. And it's it's oh man, bro, we did that, man. We was all into it, man. I mean, it was. Now football is just in our blood, man. You know, I had I grew up on a street, but maybe. Coming, me and my brother, outside of me and my brother, man, we had about 20 kids on our street. You oh, know, wow. and all of us were the same age, man, close to it, man, and we just, we, we played football all the time. That makes, that, that makes some of the best football games, don't, don't it? Bro, that's don't some legendary it, games that nobody ever knew about, Ain't bro. never. The film on them games, man. <laughs> man Be amazing, bro, no doubt. No doubt, man. So, yeah, that's how I fell in love with the game, man. Okay, so, so then you get the book, though. You break numerous records. Mm-hmm. That stands for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Then you transfer, well, not transfer, you go on to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And become, hold on, buddy. hold on, buddy. hold on. So, speaking of that Michigan pick, out of. Oh, I was getting to it, go for it. Out of. I meant why? to shoot, shoot, go ahead. Why'd you choose Michigan? Like, well, you know, it's, it's funny, process? man. It's, it's, I call it time periods. If mm-hmm. you look back when I was coming out of school, man, it's probably before some of y'all was even born, man. But when I was coming out of school, uh, no doubt, no doubt, youngster. No <laughs> so, um, no, coming out, coming out when you know, coming out of high school when I was back in the nine, back in like late eighties, early nineties, Michigan was looked at it like Ohio State is looked at right now. So everybody, like the way you look at Ohio State now, we was looking at Michigan that way. We had Bo Schembechler as a coach. 
Bo is a Barbary guy. He's an Ohio guy, right? Right. And then, you know, when Cooper came in, by 1990, Cooper came in from the West Coast. He didn't know anything about Ohio. He didn't know anything about the kids in Ohio. They just threw him in. So, you know, I think more of the guys just kind of uh, from Ohio just kind of wanted to go to Michigan because, you know, you just felt that connection. You know, um, I mean, you look at our team, most of the guys that were stars on the Michigan team was from Ohio. You know, our quarterback, Elvis Gerbeck, was from Cleveland. Desmond Howard won the Heisman's from Cleveland. Yep. I was from uh, – I'm from Akron. Um, then we had some guys from Michigan or whatever, man. But it was a great mixture, man. So, um, it was just a different time period, man. You know, I, I tell you what, if, if – um, uh, what's the guy's name that, that's at Youngstown now but got in trouble? Um, that's Maurice Clurry. What's his name? Uh, Cooper. Maurice Clurry. No, 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 the coach. Uh, coach uh, Trestle. Trestle. Now, Trestle was there. Trestle's a special guy, man. Trestle can get anybody. Like, Trestle's the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? If Trestle was there, it might have been a different story, you know. So, that's what it was. Just a different time period. Okay. So, another question about Michigan. With, with Desmond Howard mm -hmm. on the verge of winning the Heisman, you putting up amazing numbers as a sophomore right now. Mm -hmm. How was the vibe on campus? Was it was it like rock star treatment? Was it was it like like how? And I'm asking because athletes nowadays, college athletes, is treated like rock stars. On yeah, campus. like they're so celebrities. Was it like that back then for you guys, especially being being that big on mm -hmm. campus at that time? Let me let, let me give you my four years at Michigan, right? Okay. So I'm I come in as a freshman in 1990. We go, um, you know, I played in four bowl games, two Rose Bowls. But you gotta understand something. I come in my my freshman year. The next year, the Five Five comes in. So now we got Five Five. We got Desmond about to win the Heisman. Then your Pistons are winning. Man, you can't get no better than that. Like you, you the only team that wasn't winning was Detroit. I mean, it is what it is, but outside of that, man, it was a man, it was ridiculous. Man, we played Florida State and the Pistons was in our locker room. Man, I'm getting taped. Zeke, y'all know who Zeke is? Yeah, Zeke come over. Hey, Rick, have a good game. Man. Wait, what? Said, Rick, you know what I mean? You're not getting taped, man. You come here, have a good game. Rick, I'm like, now nah, I look back on it, man. Zeke probably had a big, had big money on that game. It's probably one day he had a good game, but it was just. <laughs> It just blew my mind, man. I'm like, how does guy know me, man? But you don't know how big uh, the situation is or where you are until you kind of sit back and you know you my age, you look back and like, man, you know what? If your Detroit Pistons come in your locker room, they know your name, you must be doing something great. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Man, so it was a special time, though. Those four years, man, I mean, you couldn't get no better than that, man. We The, the spotlight was on the University of Michigan, period. Like with football, because we was winning. With basketball, because we were winning. You know, the Pistons, because they were winning, man. Just the whole city, I mean, just the whole state was just excited. And then the Red Wings was winning, too, you know, for the, for the other people that like, you know, uh, hockey and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was a great time. A little versatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so uh, now you, you've been winning. Since you since you playing football, you've been winning. Mm -hmm. Winning at the when at the highest level in high school, mm -hmm. when at the highest level in college, you get to the NFL. What's that experience like? Well, my first team was Detroit. So um, it was like night and day, and it wasn't bad, right? So um, I was I was very fortunate, man. Even though I know I didn't get drafted, you know, some things happened, and, you know, I just kind of, you know, dropped. But um, I, got to, I got to experience it. I never forget when I got to Detroit, man, I grabbed a helmet and went in the mirror and looked in the mirror and said, man, you made it. You know what I mean? Not the way I wanted to make it, but I was like, man, I had this helmet in my hand, like, wow, this <laughs> did it, right? So um, so my first year I was with Detroit, and that was an old team. Like, Barry Sanders should have a league of his own. There's two people that I would say should have another league outside the NFL, and that's Barry Sanders and Deion Sanders. Those dudes was just on a totally different level than everybody else, even in the NFL, in the NFL to me. But so, uh, yeah, yeah. So Barry was special, man. Great dude, too, man. Great guy, man. So... Um, after I leave Detroit, I go to Cleveland. Cleveland's a young team. And when I say a young team, they're competing in everything, bro. Not just football on the field, but they're competing about whose car is better, who's got more money, who can do this, who can do that. Yes. You know, it was just it was just off the hook, man. So it was it was night and day. I mean school with NFL money. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> bro, some of these hey, some guys you can't get no money to, bro. That's just, <laughs> I'm sitting back looking at them like, bro. And that, you know, and, and I I wanna I hope 
that I was the same that I am now that I was back then. And I mean, as far as my temperament, because people would tell me everything. Right. And um, like we'll go to clubs and stuff, man. I just see guys spending money, man. I'm like, man, I hope, you know, one thing about the NFL, you get cut. I don't care what you make. Let's just say you just got $30 million, right? Right. Your contract say $30 million. Uh, you got that on Saturday. They cut you on Monday. Ain't no $30 million. That's over with. Now, basketball is a whole other story. That's guaranteed money, but NFL, no. So the only, that's why you used to see guys hold out for signing bonuses or hold out for si- to sign something because mm-hmm. that's the only money they was guaranteed. So I never got mad at a guy for, for um, holding out to sign. You know what I mean? So, But a lot of guys, you know, fans be like, man, why are you holding out? Why are you holding out, bro? Because that's the only thing he's guaranteed. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, to get back to your question. Um, two different experiences. One, like I said, man, when I was in Detroit, Benny Blaze and those guys used to let us drive their cars to the party because they weren't going to the party no more. They was married. They, they at home. So they meant just take my car. Don't wreck it. And I get to Cleveland. They ain't letting you touch no cars. Get your own car, bro. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get her too. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that's a whole other story, man. Yeah. So it was different, man. It was different. Mm-hmm. So now you're at a um, Rush mm-hmm. High School, correct? Yeah. So talking about that experience, like, what what led you to brush out of all? Uh, man, I'm still trying to figure that out, bro. Because I'm going to tell you this, man. Leaving Bookdown was it was extremely hard, but it was time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, loved it. I loved the school, loved the kids, loved the community, man. But, it, you know, there, there's a time period for everything, man. And it was, you know, it was just my time. You know, I just, I felt that. And I think they, I just felt Bookdown needed something new. And, uh, and I was okay with that. You know, Brian coming in, I mean, perfect, perfect choice. Um, he, he'll take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, Brian Williams to take it to the next level, man. So uh, I, I just think everything just fell the way it was supposed to fall, man. So me and my wife just wanted something different. You know, I just wanted to be like, man, let's just go somewhere different, man. So I go up to Brush and um, take a tour. And I was really taken back on the things that was there because um, the people look like us. And they're doing well for themselves. A lot of people are doing well for themselves. I'm not saying they're doing better than people in Akron, man. But, you know, the community I'm in now is, you know, the the mom is a nurse or dad owns his barbershop or, um, you know, there's some doctors and lawyers. And I'll tell you what I'm surrounded by. Like, there's Beechwood, there's Orange, (laughs) Pepper Pipe. I mean, y'all ever heard of these places, man? I mean, but they're all all in one, like, surrounded in one area, man. And, um, it's great to see people that look like me doing well or doing better. You know what I mean? And when I saw that, man, I was like, man, you know what? I, this is a place I feel like I could just just exhale. And then, you know, uh, when the situation happened with the coach, and the coach is a good guy, man. Eddie Hall is an awesome guy, man. He was a coach at Breast before I got mm-hmm. it. And, um, you know, when that happened, man, you know, I wasn't going to do it. And he gave me his his blessing. And my son, you know, he's a he's a freshman. So I was like, man, you know what? This would be an opportunity for me to coach all my my boys. Like he's my last one, so I'd be able to coach him. And uh, so he kind of talked me into it, man, because I really w- didn't want to do it at first because I knew the work it was going to take. Right. You know, I'm, we're starting completely over. When I say we're starting over, like there's no real tradition there. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from Brooklyn, man, we we had a tradition. You know, we we you you know what we about. You know what I'm saying? But you come here, man. It's like they had a couple winning seasons here and there, but the yeah. potential's there. So, um, yeah, man, it's just a, it's a, it's a new challenge, man. I didn't think I would coach again though, because I I, I I thought I was tired, but it was just time for something new. Okay. So with that, with that, uh, let me ask you this question, since we since we was in that direction. Mm-hmm. Which was the one question I said I was going to ask. How do you feel about high school transfers? Like with the recruiting. Like, you you know, you got schools from one state bringing another kid from a whole other state coming to play for your school. How do you feel about that? Because for, for me, I feel like it's a disadvantage to the city schools. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about them, the players being able to transfer from state to state or district to district? <laughs> I got so many different opinions on it, man. But, you know, the way you got to look at it is like this. I don't want to win a championship like that. I want to win a championship with the guys that live in my neighborhood that um, want to play for our school. I'm never, you'll never hear Coach Powers going, though. 
Texas, California to go get a player. That to me is insane. And then on top of that, when you do get a player like that, you made some promises. And in football, I think we all know this, you can't make promises in football because I don't know what's going to happen the next day. I don't know if you're going to blow your knee out. I don't know if you're going to get in trouble. I don't know any of those things, man. So I always tell people all the time, and there's two promises I can make. If you do what you're supposed to do, I will help you get in school. And that's what we do. I, I, that's the only two promises. Well, there's another one, man. We're going to love you. You know what I mean? Outside of football. And I, I think the biggest, what's happening to sports now, especially high school sports, is a reflection of college. You look at the portal in college. What's the difference between the portal and a kid coming from Texas coming to Ohio to play football? Nothing. I mean, you know, so, and then again, this is what people don't understand. These colleges are looking at that portal and they're saying, if there's a kid in high school that's on his third school, we ain't giving him a scholarship. We don't want him to come because if he's doing it in high school, what are you going to do when he get to college? Hit that portal. And you know, these coaches coaching, I'm out of here. Yeah, but that's why the portal exists, though. And this is why people don't understand why the portal exists. I give you a perfect example. There was a coach, I'm not gonna say any names, but there was a coach that was at one place on Saturday talking about how they were gonna, you know, move forward with the program, do everything they need to do to to, uh, keep winning and stuff like that. That's on a Saturday. On Monday, they had another school taking a job. So if a coach can do that, that's why the portal exists, because they say, you know what, let's let the kids do it, too. But the problem with the kids is this coach knew that when he left this place, he was going here. The problem with the portal is these kids are jumping, jumping ship from their schools, but they ain't got no they ain't got no no place to go. They think I'll just jump in the portal. Somebody going to pick me up. Well, if you didn't play there, they probably ain't going to pick you up because they ain't seen nothing. That makes sense. So there's a lot of kids not getting the right information before they jump ship and go somewhere because they want to hurry up and. And, and you know, you look at you look at television now, I man. You see these guys playing for Oklahoma. I mean, the guy that went from Pitt went to USC. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother monster right there, man. Now you now you're paying them, which I'm I'm 110 percent behind. But it's it's the wild wild west, bro. It's about to get crazy. Oh yeah, colleges. Yeah, colleges. It's off the hook. Man. Yeah. Whoever got them. I wish I was playing now. God bless him, bro. You know, and, and like I said, man, you can't, I don't think you can put a cap on, you can't change it because if a kid got 4 million followers, do we really need the sport? True. That's true. Let's just be real, man. It's a different world, man. Okay. So, uh, with that being said, is it with, with, the, with your principles on coaching? Coming from book though mm-hmm. to brush, right? Mm-hmm. Is it important for you to bring that same book though culture or create a new culture to to bring to a different team? <clears throat> it's funny, man. I, I I'm who I am. You know what I mean? I'ma bring what I am. That's that's all I could do, you know. And I brought me to book though, and that's what that was. I'ma bring I bring myself to brush, that's what it's gonna be. So you're going to see some similarities. Right. I mean, because that's just who I am, man. You know, be on time. <laughs> uh, uh, you got to get your grades right. Um, you got to look up, look the part. We got to look the same as a team. Just little things like that, man, that people really don't put their fingers on and say it's important. Those things are important because it sure. makes you see structure. It makes you see what a team's supposed to look like, man. And, you know, uh, I'm excited because they don't know right now. And, and we, we're learning that. All right, we're going to take a little quick little break, a little stretch break, and, you know, we'll be right back.
All right, Coach Powers, I, I got a question for you. I'm going to take you back to your high school days. How okay. was it playing under Coach Flossie? Because I seen it firsthand when he was at Firestone with Trevor. So how was he back then? Was he the same? Was he different? I think when you get, as you, you know, growth, you get, you you become different. You know what I mean? I'm starting to see myself, uh, the fire that I had when I first started, man, it ain't the fact that that fire left. I push it back a little bit because I learned that, you know, things have changed and I have to do things a, certain, a different way. Still get the same results, but do a different way. Flossie was the, and I, I, anybody that played for him would, would, would attest to this. He was the biggest motivator and the most incredible motivator I've ever had in my life, ever. Like, he'll make you want to run through that wall, bro. And he just, that scream he had, man, was, I got goosebumps thinking about it right now, bro. <laughs> yeah, I ain't running through no walls, man. But yeah, man, I'm thinking about it, man. I'm looking at that wall right there. I feel like I can get through that one. So, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, he he was just so incredible with his, um, we had incredible coaches, too. Like, he understood that, you know, I got a defensive coordinator I need to trust. I got an offensive coordinator I need to trust. My job is to make sure everything runs like clockwork and make sure my guy's mentality is ready for this game. Because y'all understand something, man. We played in the 80s. And a lot of these teams that we were playing didn't look like us. And we were going into a hostile environments, which I didn't even realize until now how hostile the environments was. So sometimes it's best not to know. That makes sense? Yeah. So, but um, no, man, Flossie was I, I, best ever, man. Best ever, seriously, man. I, and, you know, I know, you know, there's some things that people say here and there, man, but you couldn't get a better coach, man. He was a great coach for us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, going that that just speaking of not knowing, that's basically having a, going into a hostile a hostile situation with appropriate fear, mm -hmm. let's say, right? right? Right. So, with that, let me ask you: What would be your definition of a losing season or a, a season that's not successful this year in high school? I'm going to tell you honest, man, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, I'm a competitor, man, so, you know, I want to win all the games, right? Right. But my thing is uh, it would be – this season wouldn't be successful if they didn't if they didn't get what we were trying to do. That makes sense? Absolutely. And if the community didn't get what we were trying to do, man, you know, just little things we do. When I did this at Book Doing, I want to do it at Brush. You know, we, we did a fly football season. We took the team – took the football team, broke it up into six teams, and we did – we took the top six teams in, in, in college football, which was – uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, right. Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, no, not Ohio State yet, my bad. So let me do this again. We had uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, uh, Baylor, and Ohio State. So it was those six teams. So what we did was we took those six teams, and I'm giving everybody a template. So if you want to do this, go ahead. It's hard. Sorry. <laughs> Too many people can't do this, but that's okay. So we took those six teams, and we took our team and, like, uh, office – Offensive linemen, defense linemen, we put them in a category. Running backs and linebackers, we put them in a category. Quarterbacks was in their own category, then wide receivers and DBs. So we took that that wide receiver DB group, put them over here, we drafted them. Each team grabbed grabbed the guy. So we had enough on each on all six teams. Did the same thing with wide. I mean, the running backs and linebackers, same things. The O line, D line, did the quarterbacks. Everybody got a quarterback. We did that. We had a whole season. We just finished it last week. Playoffs, championship, everything. Michigan was 0 and 4. They went to the championship and played Baylor, who both teams started off down at the bottom, and they both teams ended up in the championship. But the whole point was to watch these guys compete. Linemen can go out for passes anybody. It was just it was just something that was fun. They competed. After that, you know, now we're going to have team runs on Saturday, which the coaches will ride bikes. We'll have the team run two by two like the Army. Okay. Everybody wearing white tees because we're all new. And we're going to pick a street to just, drop, just run down. I want the community to see them. Yeah, well, those are things they've never done before. Those are things that I think needs to happen for that community to see that things have changed. You know, because right now, I tell you right now, bro, <laughs> I'm on the football field the other day, right? And uh, there was a another group that came on the field and said, hey, uh, we have this field at 6 o'clock. It's 545. It's like, hey, how long are you going to be, coach? I said, about 15 minutes. I said, why, what's up? It's like, yeah, we got this field at 6 o'clock. I can't, like, I can't fathom that, man. When I was at Brooklyn, nobody would ever come on the field and say, hey, hey, coach, man, we, you know, 15 minutes, man, you got to be off, man. You know, we got this group coming on the field. Hey, what? So I looked at the coaches. I'm like, they don't respect this shit. I said, I ain't, I, I ain't been, I have not been not respected in a long time, right? right. And they, a lot of them don't know, but it is what it is. But it's just the fact that, man, you came here and said that 
You need this field at six o'clock. You telling me I gotta go? We got some work to do. I got goosebumps going, man, because that's just <laughs> add fuel to the fire. <laughs> you gotta change the community, baby. That's it. That's, that's you know, that's all. They don't know what they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. They gonna know though. Well, I was gonna say that. <laughs> sooner or later, they're gonna find out. They're gonna find Yeah, they're gonna find us. As of, as of right now, what is your best coaching moment? Man, I had a million of them, man. You want to hear something crazy? You want to know my best coaching moment? I'll, and it may not be a coaching story. I, I was in Save a Lot. I was in Save a Lot, man. And one of my former players was pushing a cart. They had two babies in the cart. So uh, this is Save a Lot over on Copley Road. Um, yeah, yeah, you, okay. So, used Come to be on, IGA, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that's before y'all yeah. were born. So, main attraction, oh, so you're a queen and all. Wow, okay, Acker. okay, baby, you got it. So, all right, so, all right, so I, I'm, in, I'm in the store. I see this guy pushing his, these, these two babies. He said, Coach P, I went over there, man. It was one of my former players, man. You know what he had? He had both his daughters in the cart. He said, Coach, I want you to meet my daughters. They was like one and two years old. So I met him, say, hey, babies, how you doing? They smiled, the cute, cutest little girls you ever seen in your life. He said, my wife is in the other arm. I want you to meet her, too. And you know what that did to me? This kid grew up with his grandma. Mom and dad wasn't there. He got his family, bro. He just broke a chain. That's, that's what I do it for. I, that's, the only, that's, why I, that's why I coach. That's I coach dope. for that. All right, they can go to the NFL. That's great. We got, a couple, we got one in the NFL, uh, Jared Wilson, doing a great job, man. But that's the extreme. All I care about is guys becoming better people. And breaking the chain that they had with their family, man. He didn't have his mom and dad. He lived with his grandma. Thank God bless grandma. But now he learned something because he got his daughters. He's a husband. That's big to me, man. So that coaching moments, man, I think that's it. And that's that's all like we talked about earlier too. Uh, structure. Yeah. That's 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 pretty much what a lot of these young these young kids need out there. Structure. Yeah. And they want it. Yeah. That, that blew, that blew my mind. Nobody to give it to. Yeah. How, that blew my mind when I found out kids really want structure. How do you begin to, like you said, you're starting new. How do you begin to build that structure with this new school? Your yes has to be yes and your no has to be no. I mean, they got to know that right up front, man. They, 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 they're going to know I care, but they're going to know that I'm black and white. Like, bro, you know, we say be here at 5 o'clock. 5 or 1, we out on that field. We got we to gotta, we gotta pay for that because... That, that's time. I, I need you to understand that that doesn't just relate to football. That relates to your life, your job, whatever you're going to do. Or if you become an owner, which I hope all my guys do, you're going to want your employees to come in on time. So it's just a mentality, man. It's it's a reflection. Sports is a reflection of life. Just little things, man. But like I said, man, I think the biggest thing is just knowing that your yes is yes and your no is no. Once they know that, man, everything else just falls into place. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a... Uh... I'm gonna take this show on a lighter note. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and bring it up. Man, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Listen, people, we're gonna talk about this cut trick from my from my book days where <laughs> Mr. Powers himself is gonna try to explain where my five dollars is. <laughs> so just a little background in class. Cool teacher come in, Ricky Powers. Everybody, everybody enjoying class. He busts out a trick with a cup and a $5 bill. You find a $5 bill, you get to have it. <laughs> Long story short, found a $5 bill. Pretty sure he kept it in his pocket. <laughs> so, so I'm just curious to know, what's up? <laughs> hey man, listen bro, I'm doing a trick, but you can't, you can't win. I mean, you ain't supposed to win. Like, I, you know, what's funny, man. Um, I had so many different ones that I would do, and that's funny that you brought that up because I do remember that. And um, I think that probably that bill ended up in your pocket. Man. I think I get, yeah. Look at your pocket. Don't <laughs> <Check your pocket. laughs> pull it out. <laughs> no, I mean, I was that. You know what, though? But those are the things I did to try to connect with with the with the uh, with the, the youth, man, because. Again, time is moving. I don't know if you guys realize this, but time is moving faster. It really is because of social media, because you get news right now. You don't have to wait. Man, I remember when I was young, when I was in high school, even uh, uh, middle school, I would say, man, I wish I had a device. I could ask it a question that tell me the answer. We got that, bro. Look at your cell phone. It does everything, man. So you don't have to do nothing anymore. So everything is moving so fast. I mean, 
you don't have to go to the library anymore. All those things are, are, are voided now, man. You don't need those things, man. So, you know, time is moving so fast, man. I had to realize even in coaching that every year I might have to change the way I do certain things. I don't change my principles, but I'm about to change how I, how I approach a certain situation. That makes sense? Yeah, adaptability. Like, man, you know, you can yell, yell at these kids if you want to now. I bet they go in the corner and, and they either going to leave, go in the corner and, and they go into a fetal position. I mean, it's a different world. Don't mean they ain't tough. Just got to find a different way of coaching. And I think that's what makes great coaches great coaches because they find the way to get to that kid and push that button. And the you know understanding what I'm saying? that yeah. you can't coach everybody the same. I can, I can probably yell at you, right? But I'll probably have to bring him over here and talk to him. I'm getting the same result. Though. Don't make me soft. Right. Just makes me understand that, that, that I can yell at this man, but I can't yell at this man because he don't work that way. That ain't his language. His language, man, he gets, I could just say whatever I want. But this one right here, I got to bring him over here. So, I mean, you got coaches that just want to die. I scream, scream, yell, yell. That ain't going to work. That's champion. That's championship level mentality mm -hmm. in coaching, though. Mm -hmm. to, 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 know, to know that you've got to change your approach got to certain yeah. aspects just to get, like you said, and it's all to get the same result yeah. at the end yeah. of the day. We yeah. just want success. That's it. We just want, we just want success. Take your ego players. out of it. Yep. Take your ego out of it, man. We want success, man. And and, I, and that's what I teach my coaches, man. It's like, bro, you know, I don't have all the answers. You you might be able to talk to a kid that I couldn't talk to. I'm okay with that, though, because at the end of the day, what are we trying to do? Better. Trying to get better. So, look, for, for younger coaches that's really trying to get their foot in that next level, which is pretty much like varsity level, varsity level and up, what kind of advice would you give them? Like, you just tell them to keep grinding? Mm -hmm. Just what kind of advice would you give them? Well, first I'll ask them, man, and this is a this is a real question. Like, why are you coaching? Like, what is your reason? Because I think that's the biggest thing, man. Once you know your real reason of coaching, is it to win championships? Is it to be in the limelight? Because hey, bro, let's be real. There's some coaches out there, man. They want they want all the smoke. They, they want that camera in their face all day. Every you know. Day. And I just told y'all, man, I don't get on camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I appreciate this. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But um, what are you doing it for? And once you know why you're really doing it. Then, uh, you know, after you can answer that question for me, then we can sit down and have a conversation, man. And I do this with all coaches, man, because, you know, I, I, I'm not going to – I can give advice, advice till I'm blue in the face, man. But if your, your mind ain't right, your heart ain't right, that, that's – that's it is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you, you – you played football your whole life. When mm -hmm. did you decide you wanted to be a coach, you wanted to make that transition? Man, I hated football for 10 years, bro. After I After left, playing. oh man, bro, I blame football for everything. Man. I blame, especially Michigan. I blame Michigan for everything. Bro. You want to know when it hit me that it wasn't Michigan? When? We went to the state championship in 2010, and I got coach of the year or whatever. And I don't care about all that, but you start getting asked to come to coaching clinics and speak, right? So uh, I had to go down to uh, Columbus at Ohio State, and I spoke there. That was nice, but Michigan asked me to come back and speak, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I can't wait. I'll go right. back. I can't wait to talk to them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll be here. Yeah. So we go to the indoor, I mean, the little indoor facility we got at Michigan. 350 coaches sitting right here, and I'm talking just like this. And, guys, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I had a premonition right on stage. Blew my mind, man. I'm sitting, I'm looking at them. I was like, man, I hate Michigan. But you better not say nothing bad about them. Then I just sat there. I was like, man, you know what I just realized, guys? And I'm talking to 350 coaches. We, we're supposed to be talking X's and O's. Right. I said, man, I blame this place for everything, man. At the end of the day, you know what they promised me? They made three promises to me. You come to Michigan, you're going to play in the Rose Bowl. I played in two. Come to Michigan, you're going to win a Big Ten championship. I won three. If you come to Michigan, they got this sign that says, those who stay will be champions. I stayed. They said, you'll get your degree. All three promises, they, 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 they came through. Everything else was gray area. That was me. And I sat there and I said, man, that was a mature moment that I just had. I just got humble, bro. And I had to come back to the place to realize that it was me. So I can't blame. So I guess that story is to tell everybody else. Stop blaming everybody else, man, because at the end of the day, it really is you. Yep. Accountability. That go a long way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. And I'm like, I forgot the question. <laughs> 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 I'm going to talk it, baby. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm saying, you see, I'm looking. The question was answered. I got lost. Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. I get lost, baby. Sometimes I'm like, wow, man. We ain't doing it. I got it. 
So we, so we got, got more often got questions. I got a question for you. Um, we've talked about this prior. Funniest story I've heard in my life. Oh, the exchange, the, the transfer mm-hmm. from Cleveland to Baltimore. The shuffle. Oh, man. The shuffle. We'll call it the shuffle. Oh. <laughs> People don't know the real story. <laughs> that, oh, that, that, wow. Wow. Okay, so I, I, I'll go ahead. I can probably get paid for this story. Now I don't know how this was this was crazy, man. So okay, I'm playing for Cleveland, man. This is when we made the the um uh when we went from Cleveland to Baltimore. I was on that team, right? So we were four, I believe we were four and oh. And uh there was rumors of saying that Cleveland is moving to Baltimore. So, you know, I'm on the team with Andre Rising, um, Derek Alexander, Tony John, all these guys, man, Ernest Biner. I mean, I'm on that team, man, and you know, I grew up watching Ernest. I'm like, man, I'm on the team Ernest is way, bro. But, you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, so we're four, I believe we're four and oh. And like I said, the rumors was going around. So um we get a there's a meeting called. Uh the the owner at the time, Art Modell, he said, Man, you know, the coach is saying, Man, we got a meeting on 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 Thursday. And let's just pick Thursday. I can't remember today. So he's like, Man, come on, man, we got a meeting on Thursday, man. It's a full team meeting. So we're in Berea, and Berea has this, uh, you know, in, inside the facility, there's a auditorium that kind of looks like an auditorium, but it's a meeting room. So the whole team is in there. Art Modell gets on a, he gets on stage. He says, hey, guys, um, I know there's rumors of us leaving, so uh, it's not happening. Don't worry about it. Just keep playing. So we're like, cool. That's a Thursday, right? I think we had a bye that week. So I remember I was in the, <laughs> I was in the kitchen making some eggs, man, you know, just... <laughs> And then um, I think somebody, in the, I can't remember who was in the house. Somebody in the house said, man, hey, Rick, y'all leaving. I said, who leaving? It's like, man, Cleveland leaving. I'm like, no, they're not. Say, come here, man, look at the news. I'm looking at the news. We finding out we leaving. So, so, they, so they didn't tell you. Man, they, he found out on the news. He just told us we were leaving on Thursday. This is on Saturday. Wow. So, um, so they call another full team meeting on that Monday. So we get there. Now, this is the funniest, man. Now, Thursday, we're not leaving. Saturday, I mean, so we have a meeting on Monday. We sitting in the we, we sitting in the meeting room again. It's a bunch of people with suits on. Ladies with, you know, suit skirts, guys with suits on. They all got briefcases. It was like, I thought it was like men in black. Man, I'm looking like, you know, these people, man, it's 150 people on stage, right? They all walking back and forth with briefcases. Armadale comes in again. He says, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> we are leaving. And these people right here, they're realtors. So if you want to sell your house or you need to find a place in Baltimore, these people, these are the people to talk to. He left. What? It's like, we all sitting there like this. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, that, that's the story, man. So we ended up going to Baltimore. We was at a, a police academy when we first got there. Um, they weren't ready for us at all, you know. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. These scary. Y'all seen The Wire, right? Yep. That's real. Man, look, the stadium, where it was, like before they started renovating whatever. Right by the towers. Hey, bro, listen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't walk down there now. That's how scary it was, man. It was just, you know, it was, it was, man. You talking about hood? It was in the hood, baby. Like that, that, that stadium was there. I think that's where the um, the Baltimore Colts played or something. Man, I don't know back in the day, man. But um, no, they weren't they weren't ready for us, man. But you know, a couple years later, man, they in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's wild. But that was that was. I mean, Cleveland was getting better, and that that was unfortunate, man. But that was the saddest day too, man, because I remember. People taking the, the seats out of the stands. And um, yeah, somebody told me that was the last guy to carry the ball in the stadium. How crazy is that? Hey, I'm not gonna look that up, man. But um, yeah, so I, I remember playing in that game. It was against Cincinnati. And I watched, I remember Steve Everett was my center at Michigan, and he was a center at, in Cleveland. And he loved Cleveland, man. I mean, this guy, it'd be two degrees outside. Even at Michigan, he he won't wear a shirt under his, his um his shoulder pad. So um, oh man, he was special, man. He was a different dude, but he was an artist, man. He was like, you know, he'd go make some art, man, but destroy it, not pancaking somebody over here, but he over there making flowers and art. I'm like, man, that's great. But he, um, I remember seeing him distinctly because, you know, he loved Cleveland and watching those people take the seats out, man. It was just, man, everybody was crying, man. That's one time I could say that outside of the, the Cavs winning, that you saw a, a city that was together, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, that was collective right there. Them dog pound fans. Man. Man, they've been loyal from jumping. Yes, sir. I ain't gonna lie, even 
before before the shuffle and after the shuffle. They don't care if y'all owe and six. No, they don't care, bro. One in fifteen. Yeah. Y'all got a win. It does it does not matter. Yeah. The dog pound the dog yeah. pound is gonna be so we got a we got a guest coming. Uh, Mr. Ricky Thurman said, "What's the difference between the city series and the league your team is in now at Brush?" Support, support. I mean, I, and I'm gonna tell you this, man. There's so much, and I'm just gonna talk about Bookto right now, man. You got a team that's won since the '80s, and they still look like they did or do from the '80s. That's a problem. And you don't see a problem with that. And um, and that's just, now, now get away from book though. You look at the rest of the city schools. I mean, let's just be real, man. You got some schools, and I'm not going to say any names because I don't want I don't want that flack to go back on those coaches, man. But there's some great coaches in the city, man. You have to be because you, you do, you, you're coaching without. You have no resources at all, right? And the ones that do have resources, you might look at Elliott. They might have a little more resource than everybody else. And Firestone maybe have a little bit more. But they don't have the resources compared to what these other schools have. I'm at Brush, man. We got resources, right? So, um, but you got you got teams, you know, they, they're, they're changing in the boiler room. What's wrong with that picture, man? That's not okay, man. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the difference, man, honestly. And there's some great coaches that if they were, I, I don't know, it's almost like you're being taken for granted. Those coaches go somewhere else, man, they'll flourish, man. So can, can you speak on to if that's lack of support from the community or lack of support from, like, funding for the program? The program? I put it or like this, both. man. This, this, <clears throat> communities change. Right. And, you know, the book list, I'm just talking about the book community. The book the community, when I was playing, everybody lived there, their own homes. Now the community, most of the communities now, especially in the inner city, is renters. So if I'm a renter, that means I might be here this year, but I might go on the east side next year. I might be on the north side the next year after that. There's no loyalty anymore. You know what I'm saying? And all the people that, that played and that was loyal, a lot of them left. A lot of them passed away. You know what I mean? So it's just a different world. But at the same time, and this is, I'm speaking for all inner city schools, man. If you look, the, you looked a certain way in the 80s and we're in 2002 and you still look like that. I mean, who do you blame? That's a good question. That's, that's a good answer. Because you already know what the answer is. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all do. No doubt. <laughs> we all do. But the people who don't want to answer it, it just makes you think. Yeah. That, that, that just, that just makes you get strong thoughts to what he just said like that's yeah yeah so you know i you know i that was a safe answer <laughs> we'll take it no doubt appreciate you <laughs> and that was from mr ricky Thurman. that was that was good that was good yeah i got another question for you yep oh uh, there's only two people out of hacker that got a whole street named after <laughs> you and LeBron. Wow. That's like that's like legendary coming. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you feel when you were graced with that? Man, not worthy, man. I didn't feel worthy, man. I mean, I, I don't do it for that. You know what I'm saying? And I and I appreciate that because you know. I was gonna say I disagree with that. Well, well, well. The reason I'm saying that because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, are you really supposed to get all the accolades? But it's, it's sad because there's so many people that ain't that's doing what they're not supposed to do. So that gives you those accolades. That makes sense. But no, I, I'm 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 humble, and I and I'm and I'm appreciative of it. Um, but again, I didn't do it for that. But it, I, it warmed my heart because you do, you know, the, the human side do kicks in every once in a while, man. And you do want people to say, man, you, you're doing a good job, man. You want to hear somebody say, well done, and. When I when I saw that and, and the people did that, um, I thought that was amazing, man. And to be in the company of a, of a LeBron man who, uh, you know, can't do enough for Akron, you know, and it's sad, but you know, they just he's 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 perfect for us. You know what I mean? We needed a LeBron. You know what I mean? But it was a blessing and a curse to have a LeBron too, because got a lot of parents that think their kids LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> That is a guy that you probably won't see in the next hundred years, man. You just won't see nothing like that, man. But, but, but you know, at least they got something to attain, you know. But um, no, I, 
to answer your question, man, I, I'm humbled and I, I was very um, excited and happy about it, man. But I just felt like, man, you know, I, I don't like getting awards, man. Like, I couldn't tell you. I, I got five rings. I couldn't tell you where they are. Really? Yeah, man. I, I, I got trophies, man. I have no idea where my trophies are. Hold on, I'm so serious. I have no idea where my trophies are. Wait, you want so so you telling me the Rose Bowl, jerseys? I have no idea, bro. We, give, we 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 not above giving flowers. So you telling me you won three Big Ten championships? Mm-hmm. And you don't know where. I have no right. idea, man. Don't y'all get the what memorabilia y'all get for beating Ohio State? Man, that's a given, baby. You don't get no member. That blows my mind. You get gold pants to beat Michigan. <laughs> really? Yeah. They ain't getting no gold medals. They say, you know, you, you, again, that's like I said before, man, when you're supposed to do something, I mean, that's just you're doing what you're supposed to be. Supposed to be Michigan. I mean, I'm supposed to be Michigan. Supposed to be the Ohio State. That was a state. That was a huge slip. Man, I mean, you know, man, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 it's funny we had ohio state coach came and saw us a couple weeks ago and honestly bro he sat with us for an hour and a half just hanging out man bb coach awesome guy man and um you know that's a great rivalry and you there's nothing better than that rivalry man but the respect that we have for that school and the respect they have for us man is, is un- unprecedented you know what i'm saying because um it is a great rivalry, man. You 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 won't get any better than that. I played in four of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was it was it's 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 real. It's real. What's it like like in the midst of it? What's it like? Yeah, like One of the biggest rivalries in sports. Like that whole lead up to lead up the to game. Leading up to the, the week. It's, you know, it's a week. Well, I, I see all I see Ohio State like goes all the way to where they take helmets and they tape them up to make them look like Michigan helmets and Guys get really into it. Uh, we, you know, we treat it like a regular game, man. You know, it's like playing Indiana or Northwestern, man. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> there wasn't no hype, man. Even our fans was like, we don't take more than we can be our real big Ten championships. Ohio State. No, honestly, man. Honestly, the fans get into it so much, man. It's it's a, it's a cult. It's, it becomes a cult, man. I mean, it's it's that big of a game. And to actually go in and feel that energy, man, they, they, people do let off. They, they exude energy, right? And when you go through that tunnel, man, either one, Ohio State's tunnel or Michigan's tunnel, man, when you go through there, man, and you see, and it just blows your mind when you walk on that field, man, you're like, man, there's really 120,000 people sitting in the stand. And it really, and it's real. And I'm going to tell you this. My first year playing, uh, my freshman year playing against Ohio State at Ohio State Stadium in the horseshoe, we had a couple plays where we got – they, Ohio State got penalized because the fans wouldn't stop. They were so loud. Now, you got to understand, Ohio State fans, they got beer in their hands. They, they doing all kinds of – well, we don't do that in Michigan. Though. You know, they clapping like this, man. You know, like they, they have to out. You know, Ohio State didn't get live, right? So, no, they're not. Oh, man, whatever. So, anyway, Michigan fans clapping like this. Ohio State fans got beer. They throwing it all over. They going crazy, hugging each other, man. But it's live, though. I ain't going to lie. It's live. But they were so loud, man, that I remember Elvis Gerbeck one time went up to the line, tried to tell everybody to play, turned back and looked at me, tried to tell me to play, then go over to the referee and put his hands up, and the ref threw a flag on the, on the fans. I was like, whoa, did they just throw a flag on the fans? So I'm clapping like, they kept yelling, man, they went crazier. We got two penalties off of that, I believe. That's crazy. We ended up getting the first down because the fans wouldn't stop. But, man, it's, 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 it's the craziest thing you ever see, man. Um, I, you like I said, man. My experience with football, man. The, the experience football has given me, uh, man, it's, it's it's unparalleled anything. Man. That's, that's yep. great. So, so uh, I want to also ask, just uh, not trying to look too far into the future, but uh-huh. if if and I think with success it will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, offer from college to mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you? Possibly, you know what I don't do. I don't know if that if that boat has come and passed because one thing about college, man, there's a lot of time you got to put in. You know, when the season's over, you got to recruit, and it's just a it's, it's nonstop. Now I got one son left. You know, he's a, he's a freshman. Like I say, he's gonna be a sophomore. So um, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That's something that crossed my mind several times. Now, I had several opportunities when I was at Booker. And I was afraid to leave. 
and, I, and, I, and I'm mad. You know, I look back on it now, and it's all timing, right? I just felt like I needed to be here. You know what I mean? So, again, the sacrifices that you make as well, you know, smarter men, or not even, may, may not be smart, I don't know, man, but I feel like that we made things better for some people. You know what I'm saying? Because so your picture for you more than football at that time. Well, then again, it comes back to that question: Why do you coach? Right. I mean, do I coach to go play, to go be a college coach, and that's a whole other monster? Can you care about those kids in college? Can you really? I mean, with the way things are going, can you really care about a kid in college? But you got the portal, you got all these things happening, man. The you know, NIL. you How have do you time. Feel about the NIL deals in college? Uh, hey, man, I tell you, what, I'm all for it, man. But like I said before, it's the Wild Wild yeah. West. Like you, you can't control this. It's, there's no cap you can put on this. It's a wrap. So either it's going to die down or it's going to get – it's going to escalate. It's going to change the game even more. Because, I mean, it's professional before you become a, become a professional. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, college players now get million-dollar deals. It's, it's a different monster, man. It's, it's a different monster. All I'm, with it, I'm all, all I'm saying is just imagine it. I don't even want to. And, you know, it's funny, man. I came out it was me. Robert Smith and, and, and Jerome Bettis, right? We all came out the same year, right? Played with Jerome in, a, in an all-star game in Reno, Nevada. I'll tell you all this quick story, man, because Jerome is a special guy. He really is. So we playing in Reno. It's no, I think it's, a, it's a East versus West. So we was on the East team and it was on the West team. And just to give you some names that was there, and you guys are young, but hopefully you'll remember these names. I was at tailback. Jerome Bettis was at fullback. My quarterback was Ty Collins, who played with me in Michigan, but Ty played for uh, Kansas City for a long time. Brian Young was one of our tight ends who played for San Francisco as a defensive end. And Kyle Brady was the other tight end who played at Penn State and played for the Jets, I believe, or Philly. Was it Philly? Philly. Philly. All right, so those are our guys, right? Bill, uh, Jay Bellamy was a defensive back to play for us as well. On the other side, quarterback was Drew Bledsoe. I don't know if y'all remember him because he was before Tom Brady. Tom Brady. So Drew Bledsoe was over there, um, a guy named Lake Dawson. So we had some we had some big names in there playing. And uh, we were down, I believe we were down 20 to 6. I had I scored. It was like 20 to like 20 to 7. Jerome Bettis, you know, we just it's an all-star game. Nobody cared, man. We, yeah, we clowned him, man. We having a good time. We was there all week. We having a ball, man. We come into that locker room, man. Jerome Bettis, you know, get the scowl on his face, took his helmet, threw it down. Everybody got quiet. Jerome, big guy too, right? I'm like, man, what's wrong with JB, man? <laughs> JB was like, he gave this speech, bro. And honestly, man, he gave that speech. It got everybody focused. We went out and won 21 to 20. But it was just crazy. That told me something about him. I was like, man, you know what? This guy, it, it be, it's, more, it's more than football to him. You know what I mean? He just, he had to win. You know what I'm saying? So to see all those things happen for him up until this point, I'm not surprised. That's why he is who he is. That's why he is who he is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So no, it was it was it was nice. It was nice. And this is nice, man. You guys are doing an amazing job, man. Hey, man we appreciate appreciate you guys getting it done, baby. I love this, bro. This is wow. My cousin got me out here at nine o'clock. I'm thinking about that drive, man. I live in Cleveland. We definitely we listen, you blessed us with so much knowledge tonight, man. We appreciate that. And listen, man, anytime young guys doing something, man, please, man. I'm honored to come in and, and give whatever I can give, man. And my my own two cents, man, and I appreciate you guys having me, man. This is huge. Oh no, oh no. Yeah, it definitely is huge. It definitely is. I agree. Right, right. So it's our pleasure. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, say that first Absolutely. But yeah, so uh so how we usually close the show out because we don't came up on our time. Okay. We like to let go around and let let us or the people speak their piece. You know, whatever you, whatever's on your heart at the okay. time, just speak it. Mm-hmm. Uh we're gonna let you start us off since you're the guest for tonight. Uh, so just give the people something positive, Mr. Rick. Man, what I, I put it like this, man. We all are going through something. We always are. Someone's always going through something, man. And my big thing is, man, is that as long as you're still breathing, you have an opportunity to change that situation, man. And if you, if it's people that you need, you gotta lean on them, man. Stop trying to do everything yourself. A team, football's a team sport, right? Life is a team sport, too. People don't realize that. You ain't supposed to do everything by yourself. That's why there's other people in your life. And you know who the ones are that 
that you could talk to and you know the ones that you shouldn't talk to. I mean, it is what it is. It's just life, man. But at the end of the day, man, you're not alone. I guarantee you, whatever you're going through, somebody, somebody somewhere is going through the same thing. And, and there's a way. There's always a way. I'm still in the mindset of we're down 100. One second left on the clock, we can still win. It's my mentality. That makes sense. Over till the strike zero. That's right, baby. You're so, right. Right. Got a lot to do in that second, though. <laughs> 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 so that's, my, that's my piece, baby. Appreciate you. What about you, Caleb? Oh, man, I want to start out by saying we really appreciate you coming and supporting us and uh, – letting us interview you because you know you said before the show you don't get on camera so no, no, we're no. honored to be appreciate you doing this with you uh q mikey sean dana he's not here but we miss you big hoodie i love you guys man there's bigger better things to come uh free six going state in six whenever <laughs> <laughs> all right uh son uh, i want to say Thanks to all the fans that tune in. Thanks, Coach Powers, for coming to uh, hang out with us tonight. Uh, thank the fellas, of course. Dana, we miss you. Uh, and as always, y'all, y'all know what I say about the water and out the way. Wow. I love you, Bobby. Hey, thank you, everybody, tuning in, following. Thank you, Ricky, for coming and gracing us with your presence. It was an honor, a great honor. We humble. We learned a lot. Yeah, and I like you, Bobby. <laughs> man, man I first off, appreciate you. Thank you. Like they said, it's an honor to be able to even interview you. Uh, shout out to everybody who was watching. Like, comment, subscribe. We do this for y'all. We do it for the people. Don't fumble the mic every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. on all major platforms. And you know my slogan, stay blessed by the best people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, man, I, I, I can't say it enough. I'm pretty sure the people that's watching it can't say it enough. We definitely appreciate you for coming on. Like, if you don't know, we were really for, starstruck before for, this show. For the past week, we've been having a conversation. Oh, oh my gosh. Are y'all serious? Yeah, we, got, we got a prep. We got to be professional. Oh, yeah. Listen. Listen, we all together. Listen. So, 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 so this daughter was like, hey, I got in the car. I was like, homework time. We went to do a homework, homework. We made a flyer two days later. Yeah. Uh, I made it the same day. I just didn't send it to you. I had a head on my homework. That's hilarious, man. And you guys did an amazing job, man. I, wow. Y'all didn't have to do all that, man. Y'all know, man. Hey, I'm just... I'm just a guy, man. That's and, all I am. Like I said, it was so crazy because as soon as I said it, I, everybody was like, oh, he going to be on yesterday? Oh, I'm tuning in. I'm tuning in. Wow. As soon as I told Newton, everybody know him about Putty, but right, right. as soon as I told him, he was like, oh, I'm there. Wow. Then he asked, he was just like, I'm there. Wherever y'all going, I'm going to be in the building. We got, that's a legend in the house. Man. Yeah, so we, again, we, we definitely appreciate that again, man. Anytime you decide you want to come back, we it's just, open. I'm, I'm it's open. open. Then we then we go dive into your sports knowledge. Then you know we go. Let's do it, baby. We go see what kind of coach we got on our hands. Let me do some X's and O's, man. man. Uh, that's how I hire him, baby. I, don't, I hire them guys. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's awesome. But until next time, this is Don't Fumble the Mic. We got Mr. Ricky Powers, Big Hoodie, Caleb. Mr. Throttle, son, Dana, who's not here. We love y'all, and we'll see y'all next Tuesday. I've been on the flex since flex zone. Neighborhood all in your eardrums. I ain't never scared like bone crush. Boy, I got God, don't fear none. My line busy, take no calls. Feels like I don't have no flaws. Snakes in the grass, cut those off. Yo, squad, shake your mic, bros, rock.